0: Hello, welcome to the daily live. Me and Jack Mandu is back in the house. Been away. He's been, been a while, hasn't he? Been travelling on holiday with his partner, girlfriend, missus, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. I mean, she's not your missus because you're not married, but I know that. That's what people terminology say, the there terminology terminology
1: yeah. is there. But was it good? Yeah, you know what? It was lovely. Thanks, lots of sun. You know, thirty mm-hmm. degrees every day. A lot of nice drinks, lot of mm. nice food. Pool bar, did cocktails from 11 o'clock in the morning. There you go, lad. free Prosecco at breakfast. Three Prosecco yeah. Breakfast. Yeah, I, was did, I think I did like three glasses of Prosecco one morning by about a like quarter past ten. Absolute disgrace, but it's That is a disgrace, but you're on
0: Aldi and you're enjoying it, so fair play
1: Yeah, well, I knew I had Everton to come back to afterwards. So, you know, we're thinking, like, right, I'd get my money's way. Get as
0: much, enjoy myself as much as I can before I get back. And, uh, and I'm brought back down to earth very quickly. Uh, I'll be honest, Jack, not much has happened since you've been away, my mate. A few players have gone. Um, But we'll get back onto that in a minute. But let's go with what our headline is for today, which is Toffees to Sell, Young Star, obviously. Is she? <sighs> Looks like he's on his way out. It's a, like
1: yeah. it's a strange one, isn't it? Because it's sort of one where we'll know more how to react in a couple of years or <laughs> potentially months or anything like Damn that. You, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah it, it could be a travesty that we've lost a left-back who could be England's future number one left-back choice who could mm. be a star in the Everton team for the next 15 years and we sold them for a measly 4 million. Or it could be a case of we've got 4 million for a player who was never going to be part of our team, it wasn't going to be part of it anytime soon. He might just be a League One, League Two player for the rest of his career. Mm. So it it is a weird one to gauge right now. And I think the more important thing in terms of judging this transfer and reacting to it is the reasoning behind it. If it's a case of the club have chosen to sell him, if they're happy for him to go, there's been no pushback from them, and they think you know what, four million for him is a good deal. He' weren't getting in this team anyway. Mm. That's fine. If it's the player one is out he ain't convinced he's seeing see in the future at Everton for him, no pathway into the first team. He thinks he's got more chance of being a first-team regular at senior football at Chelsea. That would be worrying. Mm. It's probably a combination of the two of them, if we're being honest. Well, let's, so, let's be perfectly honest.
0: He ain't going to play for Chelsea.
1: No, not any time. Chelsea, yeah.
0: by are buying loads of young players, one or two might make it there. The majority won't. He won't play for Chelsea. I, I was... I, Certainly not for a few years, anyway. Maybe not for four seasons or something. He's only he's just turned seventeen, like three weeks ago or something. So he's a baby. Dave um, offered them big money, a big pay rise to go there, as they would. That's what you do. We've done it with, we've done it with Francis Onkaranku. they we, from Sunderland. We we went and got him and gave him a pay rise and everything to come here. It's it's just what happens. But you're right. Right now, Everton need money. And it's the worrying thing for me is not the player because let's be honest, Sean Dyke was never given a 16, 17 year old left back a go in our first team. Just ain't nothing. Not, not in his nature. It's not that type of manager, is he? So therefore, we've got four million quid for someone who's never going to play, certainly for a couple of years. And we need money right now.
1: Well, one way of looking at it is we've been linked with Rodrigo from Leeds and the rumoured mm. uh, relegation fee for him £3 million. Mm. And obviously, you know, he'd be on more wages than uh, Samuel Smith and mm. agent fees, signing and fees and that's So it wouldn't cover all of it, but you covered the most expensive upfront expense mm. straight away there from a player who, like you say, was minimum another year away from being near this first team. And... Obviously, like you say, he's a kid, he was never going to play anyway, but our left-back position isn't necessarily strong, nope. and he's never really been in the conversation to feature there, and we've said before, maybe, oh, you know, is he worth a chance and that, mm-hmm. but from Sean Dyche's perspective, from Everton's perspective, he was never on the table, and yeah, look, he was 16, 17, so he was never going to be, but it does just show that he wasn't in the conversation, wasn't going to be any soon, and... Mm-hmm. We are in a position where, yeah, you don't want to be sacrificing your entire future. You don't want to get rid of every young player that you've got that could be worth a lot more for a fee which might not represent their value in two, three, four years. But in the situation we are in where we are a bit strapped for cash and we are trying to pinch our pennies a little bit, if you can cover a transfer fee of a senior player, who could come in and improve the squad a lot by someone who is minimum a year off being ready. It's not necessarily the end of the world, is it? Mm.
0: No, I'm like, don't get me wrong. Me just saying that then doesn't mean that I'm all right with, it, with them going, by the way. I'm just throwing it out there. that That's that's the position Everton find themselves in at the moment. We're suffering from the mismanagement of this football club that has gone on and on and on. In an ideal world, Samuel Smith would have would have signed a new deal and would be playing in or would be this season getting used to training with the first team every day maybe going on loan and we'd have a pathway for him into the first team Um, he's obviously Everton wanted to keep him but he's obviously he's at Chelsea he's you know they've obviously come and convinced him to go there money does that as well Um, and if he looks at Everton and goes well I'm not really I'm not going to play or I don't see a pathway into this first team with this type of manager and he's got people around him, agents going, well, if you go here, I get a nice little cut of which they do. You can double your own money as well. Money. You can do that, you're playing with better players, better coaches, which is what they'll be saying, which is fine, they're there to represent him, and, and themselves. Then this is going to happen, but we need to move to, a, in my opinion, Everton need to move to a place very quickly, where we are the club that these kids want to come to. You know, sometimes these kids are very short-sighted, they look and go, oh, there's money there, I'm going there. And it's at the detriment of their football career. We've seen Terry Small, you know, end up at St Mirren, I think, on loan last season and getting sent off after coming on as a sub and things like that. And he's left the football club a few years ago and has done
1: nothing. That's one that's not worth for him. So isn't it's he? He's not. He's he's he might still. He's
0: still only. I think he's probably still only nineteen. 18, or something, nineteen. Nineteen. 19. Yeah. So he's a baby. He's still another three years. He could develop and be brilliant. Right now, it's not really worth. So if Everton would have got say three million quid for him when he went. I think they did. They got some money, but which wasn't. I don't think it was three million. I think it was around a million. They would have got three million for him. We'd have gone. Well, we had three million. And he's done nothing yet. Got to create the next one. And what we want is these academy kids bringing this football club some money. That's what we want. The problem look, the problem with the likes of this one is we know that this kid is a good player and that's where it not that others aren't, but you're looking and thinking, loads of potential. This one, this one might have actually been in our first team where ones you want to move out the academy are ones you look at and go. It's going to take two or three years for he's even anywhere near ready for our first team. We're better selling him to a championship club or whatever. So I understand why people are frustrated. Absolutely, I am myself that we're losing talents. But like you just said, if that means that that loosens the pair strings for someone else who's actually going to be in our first team, that is what's happening. The ideal world for Everton is to fix it all and there you can build your academy back up. But right now, we've got to fix the first team, because the first team's a bloody mess, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, like you say, ideally, we're not in this situation. He signs a new contract, long-term deal, goes out on loan to the League One club or whatever. We have the money to just buy and strengthen the team anyway, and we're making smart signings and Mm. all that jazz, but we're not in that situation. So you go, okay, how do we rectify this? We've got to make the first team better so we get more stable. We're not spending as much money covering, getting rid of awful players, releasing them for free. We've just got a more stable first-team cycle. But we're not in that situation, so to rectify that, we do have to you know, rebuild the team. And one of the steps to doing that is selling players that we might not necessarily miss and bringing that money back in. The thing that does make this a little bit different to, you know, we've sat on this show and said, you know, let's be a bit like Brighton, let's sell players from our academy, let's do what Liverpool do and, you know, take players who won't be in our first team and make money off them. I think usually when fans say that, they sort of mean, okay, the players who aren't good enough for the first team, you know, Ellis Sims is a great example, you know, a decent young player. Not going to be Premier League standards at the moment, at mm. least a year off it, minimum, really. So, we're thinking, okay, sell them to a championship team for between five and ten million, or mm-hmm. like a lower down Premier League team who's got the time to take him on as a bit more of a project. Mm. And that we don't always mean, okay, our star academy player who's being earmarked as the future of our left back position. So, it, it is slightly different in that regard. So, yeah. I do understand people's frustration, but. I do just think this is one where we can just give it time and see how it plays out. And yeah. We can judge in. might be able to judge in a few months if this is bad for us because it, in some mad scenario he could be Chelsea's proper left back in a few months. <laughs> yeah. he, he won't. That is amazing. <laughs> but you, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah. But it, probably a case of in three years he maybe he's been released by Chelsea. He's on his third League 2 loan mm-hmm. spell and it's not working for him. It could be that, oh, hey, okay, yeah, he looks like he's going to break into Chelsea's team, or he's a little bit short of that, but they sell him for 15, 20 million. Mm. If that's the that's case, we season. can go and go, yeah, you know, 4 million wasn't enough for him. That mm. didn't go great for us. If it goes another way, we can go, you know what, we did all right getting 4 million for him. Mm. So yeah. we'll see, won't we?
0: Absolutely. And that's all we've got at the moment, isn't we? Uh Eugene says, remember to hit the like button. Thank you, Eugene. Uh, Jordan Pickering, I think this is an important statement. I think will appreciate this as well. It's a uh, scream if you want to go louder. Which is what Ned said the other week. He meant scream if you want to go faster, but he said scream if you want to go louder. So it's Well, become... screaming
1: would sort of make you go louder, wouldn't it? It because would, it... but not
0: faster. Yeah. He was using it as to indicate you want to go faster, you scream. I you know, like if you're on the Walters, because he yeah. was on the Walters with his, with someone he knew. Oh, there you go. Mm. Uh, Simon Bell says, uh, Four million for a left-back with potential is much better than we got for Terry Small. For once, we've got a decent fee for potential. This kind of thing only usually happens at other clubs. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it, I guess. I guess it is. It if you're, hang on, if that. you're Sean Dites, hang on, put a thing on then, put a mic on. If you're Sean Dites and I say to you, you've got to raise money, right? And this kid ain't going to be anywhere near it for two seasons. Should we sell him and you can spend it on Rodrigo? But you'd say yes.
1: I think Sean Dyche would say yes to that as well. The problem there is, do you let one manager dictate? No, You know, no, do you have players you could be five that's, years' time. Really go on, Pat. go on. Uh,
2: uh, no, no. There's far too many people are normalising this. It's, this is not good. I, I, I know four million quid coming into the club is good, but it's not good. We can't be normalising these situations. This is a kid with loads and loads of potential. And could be on the verge of the first team and we're selling them to a team that are better than us. In other words, so he's a good player for four million club and I the four million quid and I appreciate it we need the money. But we are essentially selling the furniture to pay the gas bill, aren't we? And that's just sad, it can't be normalised. And I understand you can we're all we are really far down the road now, so it, so people will go, Well it's it is needs must and I appreciate that, but we can't normalise that and we can't justify it in my in my view anyway. We have to look at the reasons why. It might turn out to be a brilliant deal. It might turn out to be the best bit of business. I don't think him going to Chelsea we will ever really know because of the way they do things. Mm. But the fact that they're bringing them and Man City wanted them, I just don't think we should normalise these things. I think we have to have a deeper look and say, why are we selling a kid who's got so much potential and is on? he could be on the verge of the first team The because we've got no other left back. That, to me... That, to me, is the bigger thing. And I, I do understand, Sel, if we need the money, we need the money. And you have to do that. I just don't want to start normalising these things and going, oh, yeah, maybe when he's 20 and 21 and he's played 100 times for the Premier League, maybe then I could accept him going to a Man City or a Chelsea. I just think we're set... And it'll be be really interesting to know who whose decision, like, this is. Did the kid feel like another kid gone... I'm not going anywhere here, these haven't made me any promises, you know, we've already got, I think it was yesterday, Leighton Baines was waiting on five players, five players to find out what they were doing with their contracts, because they simply hadn't signed their contracts yet, mm. that's to me is a scary situation for the football club, it says there's a lot going wrong below the surface as well, and you're both right, Sean Dyche may have never used this kit, but I still don't think we should normalize that situation. I still think it's a really sad thing when, oh, when we it, lose potential players. Oh, it's massively I
0: understand. understand.
2: you usually looking at the, the like almost like the above the surface stuff. Mm. Four million quid, yeah, I absolutely agree, Jack. That could get a Rodrigo through the door, no issue. That's what we need right now. But it just, it just, you look below the surface for me, and I just that's to me where it's just. I've, I'm not like angry about it. I just find it really sad. Mm. I find it really sad that we're losing another talent. Um, to a better team? I
0: can't can't disagree with anything you've said. I really can't. If we've lost, we'll have done well to get more money because otherwise it has to go to a tribunal and you get a development compensation. So if Everton or Chelsea might have just gone, look, wheel how much? Four million? Like, yeah, let's keep it away from anything. So I do. But you're right as well, there's an underlying issue here because if the underlying issue was he thought I've got a great pathway into Everton's first team, And I'm going to be given the chance and I'm going to develop, then would he really be going to Chelsea? Okay, you might might say Chelsea are offering 25 grand a week, which is is kind of standard for their 17 year old 30 grand a week, which blows my mind, but that's Chelsea. Right, and he might look at that and go, well, you know what, I mightn't even make it as a professional footballer, really, but if someone's paying me 30 grand a week for three years. years that money I'll tell you what doesn't matter if I don't make it right so therefore so that is side of it we can't do nothing with that but if the kid and I imagine it's this if the kid is genuinely I want to be a footballer and I'm going to do well and I believe in my own ability but he looks at Everton and goes I could still be here in three years in the under 21s because this fella who's managing the first team doesn't give me a crack do I really want we've just seen Lewis Warrington who's had two loans you know potentially leaving the football club to go to Plymouth because Everton have said, nah, we are not convinced now, mate. You know, Ellis Sims is about to go out the door, isn't he? It seems to another club. These younger players have to feel, Isaac Price has just done it. Isaac Price has gone, I'll go to Belgium and play games. Now, OK, it happens at other clubs. Jaden Sancho got off from City. Left Man City, didn't he? not didn't had no interest, even though they were amazing. Pep Guardiola was there, he went. Nah, he nah, just won't give me a chance, I'm going. Others have done it at City and um, we've seen a lot of people making choices now to go, I'm not staying at this football club because I don't get a go. But we have to make sure that the kids we're bringing into our academy, the ones we're putting time, effort into coaching and developing, look and go, you know what, I want to play for this first team, and I'll get my chance, I'm good enough, and they will play me. Because if it, Mohamed Ali Teo, who's very highly rated Winger, who would be in Everton's first team, not quick, can score a goal. They, they're monitoring him and have been. Where is he now? He's, he was in France and then he went to Spain, didn't he? But Liverpool, like Dortmund are looking at him. Liverpool are monitoring him. And he's been a little bit bumpy because he's a kid. He will be, but he's got ability, but he's very good for Angers in France when he left. But he said, he come out and said, I couldn't see a pathway to the first team. There was no no way I was going to play for Everton. So it's better for me to make a decision earlier and go. If that's the messaging that is in our football club, then A, Kevin Fellwell's failed massively. B, the owner, the, well, you know the owner and the board have failed because they do it most days. They prove themselves regularly. That has to change. And Sean
1: Dyke has to convince these
0: young players that he will give them a go. Got to.
1: Got to. Yeah, well, that's something we've spoken about a lot, isn't it? The pathway for young players—is it there and stuff like that? And the thing is with that is that something that will probably take a longer time to change and rectify because a pathway for a young player starts when they're sixteen, and you're thinking, right, what loan moves? before, before, them, before that, right, but yeah. for you know yeah, to, to move up, or get there, for like the final stage of their development, almost. It's it starts when they sign the first professional contract, mm. when the first you know, working with the under-19s. And it's, okay, what loan does he go to first and what's his loan after that if it works? Mm-hmm. What do we do if the first or second loan doesn't really work? Mm-hmm. That all needs to be mapped out specifically to that player's needs in terms of what he needs to develop his gaming, And that could be something that slowly is starting to work at the club. I think we have seen players getting slightly better loan spells than we did a number of years ago. I think James Vaughan is the Head of Youth development. Mm-hmm. No, that's or something long along long those long, yeah, it, it? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. along those lines. Mm. Sorry, but yeah, and we are seeing players get smarter as well as Lewis Warrington, like you just said, he's being a better example of that. We started out at Tramier in League Two, did well, comes up to Fleetwood in League One, gets game time, and then you're thinking, Okay, well now we've either got a player who we can see probably won't be good enough for the first team anytime soon, so we can sell him, or it looks like he could make it, so let's take him up to the championship. And then you've sort, you've got that option then, you've got a player who you can either cash in on and make a bit of scratch on or you can continue his developments. Ellis Sims was another one, he got sort of steady increases with his loans in terms of the ability had, League One did quite well there, mm-hmm. wasn't uh, quite ready for the championship by the look of it so he had the spell in Scotland, did all right there went into the championship, the irony with that is, is that we ended up cutting that short and bringing him back to play about 10 minutes of forty, but that is something, the pathway to the first team for the young players, that might be changing behind the scenes, but it does take a number of years to work out. And these players, your Samuel Smith, your Isaac Prices, who are at the club now, they haven't seen it work yet. They've got to go on what they have seen, not what they're being told. Oh, no, this is getting better. Mm. So until it does work for a few players and we see it work, yeah, they probably won't be interested.
0: Yeah, not great. It's not great. Uh, let's have a look at a few of these comments as well. Uh, Simon Creevy says, 10 months since we signed the player and now we're going to sell one of the most promising young left-backs in Europe for £4 million. Mismanagement of the highest order. Kevin Thelwell needs to go. Um, Royal Blue said, I thought they were joking when they said everyone, and I mean everyone, is for sale. Um, where are we here? Bertica says, does anyone know In the chat, no, for cheap accommodation for the night around Liverpool. I want to try and make it another Premier night. Happens. Which? Yeah, just have a look on, like, Travago or Hotels.com or whatever. There will be some you can get me, yeah, defo. Uh, Kevin Murphy says, Jack, living the life of 15. 15? (laughs) Yeah. I've just graduated from uni. (laughs) It's
1: good you got your youthful looks. Yeah, very clever. That's yeah, smartest like. fifteen-year-old
0: on the yeah. planet. I'm not. Kevin Murphy says, "Remember, guys, we're still unbeaten." Yeah. Um. Yeah, I did. I did say I didn't think he was going anywhere. So I am very. This is one I am very surprised at. because apparently the talk was he was going to stay, and then this has come out. So fair enough. Fair play. I will hold my hand up, I I didn't have a clue he was going to go to Chelsea. I thought if he was going to go, I thought he'd go to City from Manchester, isn't he? And I, thought, I would have thought staying closer to home and all that, and because it is a big thing. If he's at nineteen twenty and he's played first team, slightly different, but where he is. So I am surprised, especially after what I was told over the weekend. So that Everton thought he still had a chance of him staying. But obviously four million quid probably too much money for us to turn down right now, which is, as Ped said before, it's terrible. It's terrible that we're in this position. But if he wants to go, what can you do as well? He's not under, he's not under a professional contract yet, is he? Um, Shelf and Ped got to see some of the new stuff that's going to be available at Bramley Moor, at Everton New Stadium. Doc on one. Everton have unveiled it today. Um, it looks listen it's very very impressive it really is impressive the bars it's all about bars and these the, the foods you can have there the restaurants that are going to be there um we have the vr thing on sat in the seat which is brilliant i mean the stadium is amazing it's mad when you look at it because you just think this is this is going to be our ground it's, it's very very weird very weird but uh, we got taken around it and shown it yesterday and it was it was fantastic. Not the stadium. Not the stadium. Loved to go in the stadium, but it wasn't the stadium. Oh, okay. We weren't in the stadium. We were in the liver buildings. Um, but they were showing us all of the stuff and how they've got to it and what's available um, and what comes next and everything. And they've done, to be honest with you, yeah, it's the best thing. Everton have done, the best thing they've done for ages is the stadium and the stuff that goes into it the other stuff, the team and and the running and all that from different people nowhere, nowhere near the level
1: the actual like club itself, the football and stuff's a mess in it, but the stadium and everything around it does seem to be state of the art, very high standards. Everything's being done right, so that's good. I just hope you know we can bring some of that you know like professionalism and like attention to that's detail good. into like the football stuff as well. Maybe
0: we get people who are doing the stadium stuff in and just put them into yeah, football. yeah, just put but like
1: the Ed builder. You can be our new like recruitment manager. All the
0: sales are brilliant. The PR for it's brilliant. But let's let's have a look at a couple of the images that. Uh, that we saw yesterday, which is you know, that's one of the, I think that's the blue the blue line, I think it's called. Um and it that's the pitch there over in the corner through the glass there. But it, it's so good the the way they've done it. And the thing about it is what's what I thought was really interesting. Let's see a couple more, Ned, just cycle through them, please, time it. Um one of the things that I found that interesting was They've sold quite a, a lot of them like are sold out already, some of the stuff, but there are still stuff available, but they're also gonna keep some back for match days as well. So you can go the odd you No, know, so if it's a big occasion and it's a you know, you were saving up for whatever it can be affordable for one game, you go in and have a meal and have the champagne. Experience. You could have your 18th, ah, there, yeah. yeah There's no sweet sixteen. <laughs> um you know, and if you're at if you've people you know, people coming over from you know, all over all the four corners of the globe, whatever are the four corners of a the globe? There's no globe, no, no corners did. in the globe because it's circuit. Yeah. from all aspects of the globe, all places. You could make it a big occasion and and go into after big these, day out after big day out, and there was there was just loads of information. The finishes is a, a different class. The way they're doing it, uh, we got to see a model of the stadium and everything. It, it just looks fantastic and. You know, I did throw in a few times. Can we push by a striker as well, though? Because then that kicked the excitement up again another level. But if we're just talking about that, I mean, Pet, I know, I know people are more interested in the team, and rightly so, and everything else that's going in. But that aspect of it—if we just back away from the rest of it—were you? I was very impressed. Were you impressed? Yeah, we impressed. <laughs> <laughs> jib the footy. jib the
2: forty off, and just become like. We're the best stadium builders in the world, lad.
1: Well, what we could do is we could have like a new show on the channel where we like review like the menu for like the yeah. match day every week and be like ah, like the steak tartare for the Fulham at home was just was absolutely tremendous. superb, yeah. ten out of ten. Instant,
2: match. I think. Instant, instant. Instant meal reaction.
1: Meal reaction. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that
0: I I was really impressed with was the Really? that the gone really impressed with was. Um, the plans are to to hopefully open the ground to be open and usable for, for you know, every day virtually in the week and things like that. And I think that's something I know that when we spoke about it, you've mentioned a lot of times, can we get a restaurant in there that's open or whatever? Because, you know, it is right on the front, the cruise yeah. line and There's all a, that.
2: There was a uh, restaurant, wasn't it, called Domingo's. Mm. Um, which is the hoping it's going to be open all the time. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. Like a bit of a steakhouse. Yeah. That looked really nice. And, um, yeah, that's what they have to do. And also some of the other things they told us, which, you know, t- about about around the game as well, saying, like, you know, the fan the fan zone's going to have, like, 6,000. It's going to hold 6,000. Yeah. So they can accommodate different events and stuff and, maybe have a stage or, or whatever. 12,000, sorry, the 12, fans own 12,000,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Well, 6,000 fatties. <laughs> um, and then after the match, they're keeping the stadium open as well, which again is is uh, something that we've been shouting about for ages. Take mm-hmm. our money off us. They, mm-hmm. want it, they want fans to get there early um, and there's going to be th- different reasons to get them there early. Mm-hmm. And this stuff, maybe this stuff that they're showing right now isn't quite
0: doesn't, maybe doesn't
2: quite appeal to a lot of the match going fans but I think what they were saying was to us yesterday was, like you just said there, there'll be occasions where you might want to go it might be someone's birthday, it might be you know whatever, an mm-hmm. occasion yep. where normally now at Goodison there's not, you can't can't, you, do you anything, can't get though. in there and, all, and you're saying this this will be something you can do and then they said later on in the year hopefully, well not hopefully, later on in the year they'll start announcing the some of the bars and stuff for um some of the stands mm-hmm. um and you know for, for us like normal people who, <laughs> you know so That's so cool. they all that kind of stuff's really exciting and, mm-hmm. and the whole thing itself the tour was brilliant yeah and the different stages of it and and it was quite exciting and doing the LVR and mm-hmm. the seats and all that uh sitting in the seats all really good um and it just gives you that little bit of like good can we move this along, please? Yeah, like yeah, you were yeah. even saying, can you get more builders in mm-hmm. and get this thing built quicker for us so we can get in it? So, you know, we spoke about to them a little bit about that, I had some dialogue about, you know, getting in the stadium and the challenges and stuff. Um So yeah. Yeah. It's just it's so tantalisingly close, but but at the same time, you know, it's the club's a joke.
1: The thing is, people will say like the staying doesn't matter if there's no team to play in it, the team's the most important thing, and yeah, you're right, but we all want the club to be ran better, to be better at generating revenue, to be more up-to-date and not stuck 20 years in the past, and this is just a massive step in that direction. You know, if you get the corporate hospitality sides of it sorted, you know that's revenue and it's reputation. It's great for the club. You get people, you know, standard match they go and fans in the ground earlier, spending more money, drinking more in the ground. That's revenue. It's atmosphere. It's all good steps in the club to become a more profitable, just more sensibly run. Just finding another way to generate money into the club and just reputation and just make the club better. Yeah. Perception. Mm
2: the club's going the right way, we can go... oh, well, we've got the best stadium, we've got, you know, people might go, oh, what the difference does not make, you might have the best, all, the, all these things, but the team's crap, but it's that perception, that things are going in the right way, and literally, you know, they were saying to us, this is going to, drag Everton into the, the now, mm-hmm. essentially, because we're, we, we know we're not, we're not there, and people can talk about, as much as they want, how much they love Good- Goodison, but, in, the, in real terms, Goodison's a dump, it really is, you know. Into in if you were to come from the outside and look at Goodison, you go, what? "What? What is that?" You know, we went to a stadium in America in Baltimore. And it was 25 years old, and they were, all they wanted to do was tear it down because they were like, "This is, this is, you know, way past its best. And it was can't miles hold the better facilities. Had a new stadium yeah. hold. It was 25 years old, yeah. and, and we're talking about a stadium that's over 100 years old. And I notice all that sentimental attachment, but..." that has to be let go of if you want your club to move forward. It really does.
0: Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. So, yeah. Um, Let's have a look at a few of these comments as well. Joe uh, Joe Haynes says, uh, cannot see this going down well at all with the fan base. For four million quid, he's bringing... In, surely this only reaffirms that this is a selling club at the minute. An academy graduate with his twin brother on the cusp of a first team, the only real proper talent on the books, and you let him go. Four million may be a good fee for a lad that's not played for the first team, but when he's your main hope, for I don't know whether he's the main hope, yo, for a brighter future for a club that thrives on academy talent and one of their own. It's such a shame to see him go before a fan base can even warm to him. Another potential story of what if Well it is a potential story of what if, but what if it's what if he never does anything? Like Jack said before, then we'll say, tell you what, that four million quid was good business. It it may well go the other way and he may well be worth twenty five, thirty, forty million. If the lad wants out, I don't know really what we can do, but it it is a terrible indictment of where we are as a football club that we are having to just basically sell anyone who someone makes an offer for.
1: Yeah, no, it isn't. You're absolutely right on that. And anyone who thinks this is a sad situation is right. But I just think my side of it is, okay, we know we're here. Mm. How do we get out of it? And look, I don't want to sell them. I want to keep every young player with potential at the club because Mm. these could go on to be so much more than that. But if you're just making a calculated business decision based on where we are now, not where we think we should be, not where we want to be. Yeah. You know, you, you can do stuff with that money mm. in the time because don't forget the last two seasons we've went from 16th and then 17th. Mm. So, you know, if that trend continues next season, we're gone. in trouble. So, you know, if we can just make a a long term sacrifice for a short term boost to lift us out of that and keep us safe, then you know, there'll be time for more young players like Samuel mm. Smith to come in and get into the first team. And it, it is sad that we're not there now, but we need to think of the bigger picture. Well, we've,
0: just, we've just been talking about the stadium. We have to ensure when we're in that stadium, we're a Premier League football team. We have short-term pain for long-term gain, as they say. And maybe we're in, this, we're in this moment. We know. We know. We're not stupid as a fan base. Our fans aren't stupid. They know that this club is a mess. It's been ran horrifically. Horrifically. It really has. And whether that's, by managerial decisions, whether it's directors of football, not having a clue, chief executive not being able to keep hold of a business spiralling out of control, but still, you know, pocketing a big salary and, and never, ever being brought up to account for it. Whether it's a chairman allowing that to continue, whether it's an owner allowing it all and adding to it. The club has been ran. Really poorly, really poorly by the people who were in a position to make it run better, and um, we are where we are. Now, and there's people at that football club who are let to pick up the pieces of this and try to work their way through this debris. That's why the stadium and everyone attached to that has done a really good job. It looks brilliant. I hope. I wish. It's, I hope it's quicker than they're saying. I hope they're, they're using the the worst case scenario when they're telling you when it'll be ready. I hope that. MSP come in and have influence of how to turn this around. Will he? I don't know. But I'm hoping they do. I'm hoping our owner shows he's actually asked about us and starts getting his finger out and making things happen. Just
1: finds a bit of money behind his coach. Just find
0: ways to make more money. He can't. Farhad he could have 500 million ready to just give to Sean Dice to spend, but we can't do it. It's, it's, the rules don't allow it. So what you have to do is do the kind of things Newcastle have done this week and gone oh someone's given us 25 million for the front
1: of shirt there. Is oh it is yeah? this company that I used to own that I forgot about but mm-hmm. hold on um, they've sponsor, yeah they're yeah. selling um old like selling DSs and that um yeah let's let's <laughs> <that's> sponsor <laughs> Everton for a 100 million. 150 million yeah, a, you know, a week
0: that kind of thing has got to be done but they have got to do it Obviously, in fair markets, otherwise you can't do. But they have to get more of that. Moving to a stadium with a bigger attendance brings that in. But right now, where we are is going. nice no, literally, we can get money for that. Is not going to affect the core group of eighteen, nineteen players that I'm going. To, if I'm sure that I'm going to use as the manager, it's it's that crap. It is. It's absolutely crap. But we are where we are. We can sit here and bleat and moan and and say this is terrible and it is but we've got to get players in through the door and we have to do it by any means possible don't we Uh, Dan says we need to hear from Dykes Thelwell ASAP for this season's plans I'd love him to say he'll trust in some youth but all of the evidence of last season says otherwise yeah Um. Rob says, look, no-one wants the best young talent to leave, but if they're going to get a fee, £4 million for a lad who hasn't kicked the ball for the first team, and by all accounts, wouldn't this season is good? He may come back to be a world-beater, but he's not the first. We've lost and he won't be the last. Yeah. Um, lots of people. Fred Poole. Morning, boyos, Morning, Fred. Uh, Adam says, let's be honest. the left for free when his contract was up because there's no pathway for youth players. Okay, Steve says doesn't surprise me one bit. He obviously knows he won't be given a chance here. When we had one left back in the squad, he wasn't even getting on the bench. Yet he's seeing two keepers on there. What do you expect? These young players aren't stupid. They all know there's no pathway here, especially with this manager. Ironically, we'll probably use the £4 to sign a 32-year-old who'll walk out the door for nothing in a couple of years. But that just sums up where we are, doesn't it? It's mad because look at Chelsea's squad compared to ours. There's more of a realistic chance of him playing Premier League football next season at them than if he was to stay at us. Lewis Hall played games for them there last season. He's only a year older on him. There's a serious problem at this club. We literally operate the exact opposite to how it should be operating. Yeah, uh, Chelsea have they not sold young players in the past? To see no fume from their fans, and let's face it, if he's not going to play, he's not going to play for Chelsea. He could maybe have had a chance of 13 football with us, but he took the money route. Yeah. Uh, Terry Mack has got his days mixed up and he'll miss the Premier night, his first one. Thought it was on Saturday. When's it on a Saturday, Tess? Come on. Sadly, I can't go Friday. I still think you might be able to swing that and get there tomorrow. I'm not I'm not accepting it, Tess. Um, Tom Newton says, it's the, a more obvious next ever manager choice than Lee Carsley. In fact, I'd be surprised if, he's our, if he isn't our gaffer before we move to Bramley Moor. OK. Uh, Dan says, with no leadership at top or board level, it feels like Dites is our only hope, which doesn't fill me with confidence. Having a pathway for youth is an easy win when we can't and won't sign players, but instead we'd rather pay older players out of position and put two goalies on the bench. Glenn says, maybe Ned's invented a scream-powered scooter and screaming makes you go faster.
1: That is a good point, to be fair, and that would do well on Dragon's Den. But what noise would you do to the breaks? That's a good point. We just have to go, like, definitely silent. Like, the quieter you get, like, the slower it gets. Oh, okay. don't know, Ned, how does your scooter work? Okay. Doesn't play along, He's does Not he? even playing. No.
0: Grey Lee says, for all we know, it's Samuel Smith might want to go and Everton have no choice. Yeah. Correct. Uh, Brad says uh, Ned Blank this when I put it up last night. Um, sign at least players. We have a budget of twenty million. Even if we sign players, we still have that amount. Also, twenty million would have to be used on loan fees. Who would you get with twenty million? Blank, if Mike, 20 million three you'd get. Oh, Brad. I mean you've seen the size of Brad and you'll be seeing Brad tomorrow so I'd use it it quite nicely because Brad's 6 foot 6 he's a big lad Um, for 20 million yeah but we'd have a budget of more than 20 but if it was 20 million don't forget you've got you can amortise can't you so you'd have to look and and do it that way, and say, right, what deals can we do where we're putting down? We can put down four million or five million pound this summer. Just do the rest on Kleiner. and the rest is on client. Yet yeah, over the next few years, that's the way you do it. If you do that, you could have four players, couldn't you? If if it was twenty five million pound players, you could have you could buy four of them if you put five million down for that, couldn't you? If it's loans, then you wouldn't be paying anywhere near that. Um. You'd be looking in, I'd be looking in Austria, personally, places like that. Um the likes of Nakamura, who's a winger. Have a look at him. See if you can get him. The strikers over there, you know, Konati, if you want a real rough diamond and you want to polish him. Kareem Konati, but he's, he's not ready, but he'd be good for the bench and development for maybe a year. Boniface is one. How much are they seriously wanting? 20 million. Okay, we'll give you $4 million down payment. Things like that. You have to be creative. They've obviously got to do the deal. They've got to want to do the deal. The, but the players can force that as well, can't they? The players can be like, no, I want to go. And, and that's they're the markets you have to operate in. If you're trying to operate in places like England with 20 million quid, you've got virtually no chance, haven't you? You've got no chance unless it's loans because who's selling it? Unless you go and get Che Adams
1: or something. You get a player below standards or you get lucky with a player with a, a release clause like mm. Jack Harrison where sixteen million is yeah, probably yeah. a little bit less than he's worth, but mm. your market's just immediately just squashed, isn't yeah. it? You're limited to probably about five players you could improve you the go, team and be in that. We're budget. talking about
0: Rodrigo, like, three million 32 No sell on value of course, he hasn't, but he's a he's a decent player for three million quid. Everton could have him for the season and then next summer sell him for a million million and a half and you've literally had them having it on loan almost like a loan or you've had them for a year if he does alright Saudi Arabia's still going to be there for him next summer other clubs might
1: he can could have... come in and that 10 goals he gets could be worth the 2 million loss because that 10 goals lifts off from um, 18th to 15th yeah. and just and makes the season so much more comfortable
0: and the money so there you go um, it is difficult it's very very difficult Um But that's where we are and the the club the club know this so they should have all of this ready shouldn't they to go and they they might do there might be a reason why we're dragging our heels I don't know Um, but we'll have to wait and see Um, Philly says Chelsea will just look to develop and then sell them on that's what they do isn't it it's their way out they do FFP they just get loads of young players I've seen Chelsea fans like why are we signing all the kids who are 16 and 17 because we know we're never gonna see them. I've seen loads of Chelsea fans saying that.
1: But more than half of them can go for five times what they bought yeah, exactly. them for, and, and that's that, effort, and then that builds a 70 million pocket that goes on another overpriced midfielder.
0: Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Um we? blue boy number says my is incompetent while he's the owner, it'll never get better. Yeah, I don't know. There's not much we can do, is there? Uh, Everton have returned to training today. Um, Some images of the players back at Finch Farmer. is day one of testing. Uh, Big Dom there. There's the main man, Mr Tarkowski. There's Marry showing his wedding ring off there. There's Ben, sporting a beard. And there he is. Our club captain, Smiley. Smile and saying, lads, it's all right. At
1: least he's in the good I can mood. play left back. <laughs> I'll play anywhere. I'll play anywhere. You Coleman in the
0: tenth. He um, showed a cracker last year. A very important goal against Leeds. So that's it. That is it, isn't it? Really. Um, we'll see. We will see. Um. Will says, just making me think of Patsen Dacca killing in the Austrian league and flopping at Leicester. I know it's a risk for but it's really the all-round game. No, I know, but Patsen Dacca is, he's a natural goal scorer, right? So you have to go through the tough times. You have to let him play his games. He's 24 years of age. You're getting a player from another league like that, which, quite clearly isn't as good as the Premier League. Of course it isn't. You've got to let these people bed in. You know, we've got 54 goals in 82 games for Salzburg. He's got 9 and 53 for Leicester. It's not great, but he's got 9 goals. So, How
1: much did Leicester pay for Dachar? Below it, 20 million? I can't
0: remember. It might have been 20, you know.
1: So maybe he's a like slightly... Less extreme example because he has cost a bit more. But generally, the players from those regions of the world, them leagues, they are costing a bit less as well. Mm. I imagine any player we'd get from that league would probably cost a bit less than £20 million. So mm. straight away, the any player can flop. But if you're buying an established player, you're paying a lot more for the, the same risk that you can flop. If you get a player from this league, it hurts less financially. If they don't work often, you can get your money back. I mean, look at Moise Keane. It's awful. Mm. Got our money straight back because of his age.
0: That's it. He's got 15 and 74, which yet yeah, it isn't great. Guaranteed. That's not... I'm not turning around going, oh, he's amazing. But that's what players are... This is what forwards are like. With centre-forwards, you've got to get them. You've got to play them and let them develop. It's, there's no guarantees. People are talking about Victor Xocherez. Might have come in and got three goals. And people want to pay twenty five million for him. You know, Che Adams has got twenty five and one hundred and twenty three games for Southampton, and his final season at Birmingham he had twenty three goals.
1: And if you wanted to buy him now, he'd cost the best part of twenty million, most mm-hmm. likely. So it's and he's sort of proven Premier League average below average, isn't he? So
0: well, his goals in the Premier League four and thirty. 9-36 in the COVID season. He finished the season with about... He, he blitzed the end of the season that year. 7-30 and 5-28. And and so that's his Premier League goal return.
1: And you're paying a similar fee for him than you would for a mid-player from the Austrian mm-hmm. League, if not more, for mm-hmm. Shea Adams. So
0: we had, We've had had Neil Mopay, who, who was averaging 8, 9, 10 goals a season at Brighton. OK, they create loads of chances, but he's still putting the ball in the net. This is what we're trying to say: is that there's no, there's no gimmies, there's no like, if we get in, we're definitely we're sorted. Yes, but this is why it's a gamble when you're going, but you're trying to get the gamble for a cheaper price that clicks and comes off, and then you go. He's bought anyone, who's top top draw. Everton can't
1: afford. Well, that's the thing. Isn't it? Any whack. player who is at Everton's level isn't a guarantee that is no, one. No, not at so all. James Tarkowski is the only player in the last couple of years, really, when we've been at this stage. You think, yeah, you know what you're getting with him. You know his general ability, and you know you can rely on him to be decent, if not better. He's the only one, really. Yeah. Everyone else has been a risk, or you know, Malpay or McNeil, who've come off not great seasons. Mm. Onana, a young player. There's very few guarantees. So, you know, get a player with potential costs less upfront, Mm. lower wages, less risk, and potentially more reward as well because they're sort of, you don't know their level. They could be a bit down here, Mm. they could be way up here. You know, with uh, Shea Adams, for example, you know, you already know he's down here.
0: The thing with him, if it was Shea Adams, someone said you might get him for five million, right? You might, I don't know. I think Southampton won a bit more than that. They wanted. Twenty for him last year. Um, he's he's a decent centre forward. He's decent, like I said, he works hard. He, you know, he can, he's got the odd goal in him. It's, you know, but he's he's we've just seen his goal return. He's not gonna all of a sudden get you fifteen goals when he he's not done it in the Premier League. But he's all right. But it's everything else that comes with it. What we're trying to say is there is other ways to do it isn't it, there's other opportunities I Sang- know oh, Ned were finishing now Sang- like when I was going on about Sangari he was 8 million quid and we didn't take the gamble, he's 30, 35 they're talking about now, you know Rasmus Hoyland, Everton could have had him for three and a half million eighteen 18 months ago United have been quoted 50 million for him, now he'd have been a gambler 3.5 million, 4 million from Sterngratz I think it was where he was at but the kids exploded so you're looking and going, well, yeah, we could have got that. So at some stage Everton are gonna go, We need to get this, we need to do that, we need to just gamble with this fella there. That's what's frustrating is that we're not we don't do it. And then we wait and then go, right, who can we get then? And it's like, Well you know, where are they? We haven't got if we had the hundred and fifty million, then yeah you you your point of view is totally different. You look and go, right, let's have a look at let's go and try and get whoever, Rafael Lau and we wouldn't have 150 million to spend if we were 17th in the Premier League but you know what I mean If we were when we were higher up we could have had Laud we chose Keane over Rafael there's other players who are around who you look and go right get into Spain you like, can we get out of there let's go to France can we get one of the strikers there can we get Jonathan David for 60 million yeah we've got money to pay but we're not at that level we've got to look and go right how do we get to that level and what did Brentford do Brentford went and got Ivan Tony from Peterborough and First, went, less we'll than get ten million. They got it, mate. If you go and look at them, they, they somehow got Hogan for five hundred grand and persuade the Villa to pay twenty million for him, and he's never done a thing since. But they got him and used him. Ollie Watkins, they got turned them. If Everton would have got Ollie Watkins, people would have been going, "What are we doing with him? What are we?" So we got to take the gamble. Sometimes it works. What we're doing, there's not really much we can do right now other than just play with what we uh, play with what we've got and have a look and look at other markets, because we can't exist in this market. If we carry on, we're in trouble, because there's nothing there, so we have to be ahead of the game. Cole Palmer's one we should be all over, but like Ped said yesterday, Brighton, is. Chef, uh Is there anyone at Man City that thinks going to Everton, rather be a developer, as a footballer? They want to go to Brighton, he played the same way as City, so that's why you're out of that one. But we'll see. Right, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, Please, before you leave, we will be live at two o'clock on more than a game, doing the general footy of the day. So, uh, get over there, subscribe, like, and do do everything, do it all. Everton, I've done a bit of business by the way today. Andy Lon are going to sign a new one year deal with the football club. So there you go. So who says we don't sign players? Take it easy.